Welcome to Lymphedema Podcast. I'm Betty Westbrook, a certified lymphedema therapist and the voice behind Lymphedema Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to provide answers and explanations for people affected by the lymphatic disease, lymphedema. This podcast is for patients, family members, medical professionals, and anyone interested in lymphedema. Each month, I will discuss a new topic related to this disease to help you learn more and navigate better your journey ahead. Between shows, you can catch me on IGTV or Instagram TV, as well as monthly live Q&A sessions. I'm so passionate about teaching others about lymphedema that I created this podcast just for you. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're ready to learn something new today. Disclaimer, as a certified lymphedema therapist, all information provided is based on my professional experiences and education. I recommend that anyone who feels they have lymphedema or have been medically diagnosed with lymphedema seek in-person medical treatment from a certified lymphedema therapist. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Lymphedema Podcast. Today I have Bisa Dobson on as a guest host. Please give her a warm welcome. Lymphedema Podcast is sponsored by Eros Medical, Bryland's Feet Foundation, Juzo, Medi USA, and the National Lymphedema Network. This podcast would not be possible without these wonderful sponsors. Be sure to go show them some love by visiting their pages that are linked on the Lymphedema Podcast website. You can also find more information about each of these sponsors on my resources page. Hello, and welcome to today's edition of the Lymphedema Podcast. My name is Bisa Dobson. I'm your guest host for today. When Betty put out the call for guest host for the summer, I was like, yay, it's my chance to try this podcast thing, which I've never done, and also have the chance to share my story, which I'm really excited to do with all of you here today. And why am I excited to share my story? Well, over at Conversationally Thriving with Lymphedema, my partner and I, her name is Deborah Penwick, we're really wanting to do our best to make sure voices that are not often heard in our community are elevated and that everybody gets a chance to share their story and be seen and be heard and be welcomed into the community. And as a black woman in this community, I think I am part of one of those the many groups that are not often heard from. And I'm here today to lift my voice, share my story, and hopefully encourage others to do the same and make this a really good time for all of us. So let's get into it. As I said previously, my name is Bisa Dobson. I today am a lymphedema thriver who is so happy in her career. I am a certified lymphedema therapist in Canada, where I live, we're called Combined Decongestive Therapists, actually. And I'm also a registered massage therapist. And I love, love, love my work. I love supporting the lymphedema community. I love my office. I love my patients. I couldn't be happier in my role. But I wasn't always in this space. I wasn't always feeling this good about my life. So what feels like forever ago now, when I was about 25 years old, I was at school. I was taking phys ed, I have a kinesiology degree, and I was participating in what was called PEP, so the physical activity portion of the kinesiology degree, and we were playing baseball. And I remember running bases, I was running bases after taking my turn at bat, and at some point as I ran, I felt my ankle 
either turn or get a little wobbly and it just didn't feel right. But I kept playing and I felt okay enough to do so. And I can't remember if we won or lost the game and I went home and, you know, that was that. The next morning I woke up and I started to have just a, just a titch of swelling on the top of my left foot. It felt weird, like something was active down there and there was swelling. And after about the third day of this, my mother's like, go and get that looked at. This is not normal. It's not normal swelling, like you didn't uh, sprain it. It's not warm, but something's going on. So I went to Emerge close to my house one night when I started to panic about it myself too. Um, and I was taken in and because it wasn't in the eyes of the tech, I think it was an x-ray tech or somebody who was going to do something on my foot, it wasn't a major emergency. He actually complained to me, why did you not just wait to go to your doctor in the, in the morning? Why are you here late at night? Um, because I, th I think he would have preferred to sleep or do whatever else he was doing um, that night without me being there before I came in. And I remember being really upset, really upset. I didn't say anything at the time. I went through it. And when I came out, I was looking upset. So the doctor was like, what happened? And I told him, and I remember the doctor um, quietly telling him off <laughs> in, in, in my earshot and sightline. And that made me feel a little bit better. But the news he gave me soon after wasn't so great. Uh, just said, hey, you have the swelling. We don't know what it is. You're going to have to live with it. And I remember booking some appointments to see a vascular specialist and other kinds of specialists and then got the same advice. And so for the next 10 to 12 years, I marched around with a ever increasingly swollen foot, just kept swelling, especially in the summers. And I just tried to pretend it away by wearing different shoes. And I remember being so upset that I couldn't wear high heels and be like all the other young ladies who could dress up and look really fabulous and having to limit myself and my footwear. And that was really hard and difficult at the time. Um, and I think that I also had a lot of shame around it because I, I definitely tried to hide it and not let people see that I was different in yet another way. So as I said, I, I just ignored, ignored, ignored. I didn't want to deal with it. Um, much to my mother's frustration, but she didn't know what was going on either. She's, she's a nurse and had no idea. And um, it wasn't until probably 2009 um, that I was at a barbecue and wearing some shorts and just trying to pretend to wear it with my sandals. And somebody said, your foot's really, really swollen. Like, what's going on? And I think that was like kind of a trigger. Like, everybody saw my foot. I knew what they were, but most people just didn't say anything. But that person did. I can't remember who it was. And in that moment, I was like, okay, you need to really try and figure out what this is. And I'm sure I did some Googling or some research, but somehow I lucked out and ended up getting a diagnosis, I believe before I saw this person, but I think she had something to do with it. Her name is Pam Hammond. She's a CDT, a lymphedema therapist here in Toronto, who is like legendary. And um, she was also my teacher at massage school. I was already a massage therapist um, by the time I got a diagnosis and started to get care. And she was fabulous and took such great care of me, like taught me all the things, how to massage myself, how to bandage myself. And I was so compliant. So I was like, okay, I finally have a name for this thing, lymphedema. I'm going to take care of me. Um, and over the course of me seeing her, probably a year into it, I ended up with my first bout of cellulitis. And listen, my first and only bout, thankfully. And... I had no idea what was happening to me. 
I had this pain in my leg and saw it was a little bit red and I was hobbling around and having a very hard time walking. It started because I had a small cut on the underside of one of my toes and I did a, a very half-hearted um, clean of it with my alcohol wipe and band-aid and slapped it on and forgot about it. And this redness was happening in my body. I was feeling kind of lethargic and was having very loose stool, all these things, but I had no idea that was all linked to infection to show how little information I had about what was happening to me in my body. And when I went to see Pam during that period, she's like, oh my God, we're going across the street right now. And the doctor quickly informed me that I had cellulitis, like fast, fast, fast. I then ended up at um, urgent care at a local hospital. And when I said, Oh, a doctor just diagnosed me with cellulitis. Like everything started moving quickly. It was I was like, what is happening? And I was soon in a hospital bed with an IV in my arm and on all the antibiotics. Um, but because generally I'm a pretty happy person, I was in pretty good spirits after sleeping there overnight. And the doctor let me go home the next day. She's like, only because you're you're so happy. <laughs> I'm sending you home. Otherwise, I'd keep you here for another night. So I went home with my IV attached to me and stayed home for about a week and a nurse came in to see me and that was the end of that for cellulitis and me but such a lesson learned in having to about skin um meticulous skincare and taking care of myself and all the things and um in addition to Pam taking care of me to backtrack a tiny bit as far as my therapy she also connected me with a great like I think epic fitter, a name Tammy Jeffrey, who has since retired. And um, she also was amazing and taught me all the things about how to put my garments on and take care of them and be compliant. And I was super duper uh, compliant because I was so committed to getting it down and just trying to look quote unquote normal. I think um, the body shame I felt about it really drove me in a good way. And maybe that's kind of a, a good way and then it helped me take care of me but also a bad way that that was driving force like I, like I was not accepting the change in a good way for me and I think I've come a long way since then I'll get into that later but that I was definitely very compliant because I just wanted to be quote-unquote normal like everybody else um so between Tammy and Pam I got excellent care and I was already a massage therapist and when I started looking at what they do and hearing about the fact that there are not many people in the field and lots of people aren't getting the care they need because of that, I decided that I would jump in and become a therapist because I really wanted to give back. I am from a long line of helpers, lots of social workers and nurses and teachers in my family. I said, this is something I can do to continue to help and um, you know, kind of live a, live more in alignment with my values. So I decided to become a therapist, a, a CDT therapist, and took a course here in Toronto, where I live with another amazing therapist who has since left Toronto, but her name is Jan McFarland. And I took um, my CDT training, my combined decongestive therapy training uh, between, I think it was 2011 and 2013 by the time I finished. And I haven't looked back since. I love this career. I love that I get to help the lymphedema community. I love that um, as a therapist, I can tell patients that I have a similar experience. Admittedly, most of my patients are cancer survivors. 
but when I say hey I wear my garment every day and I do these things to take care of myself and I so get that it's hard it's not fun it really sucks honestly that we have to do so much extra but it's so important to take care of us I feel that for some people I know if not most of them um, knowing that I can relate on that level is really helpful um, and makes me feel good about what I'm doing even more good about what I'm doing but that's not the only reason. I also think as a therapist, uh, because of the great care that I got from Pam and Tammy when I was going through it and figuring things out, I'm so committed to uh, making sure my patients are able to take care of themselves even when they don't see me. So I'm happy that people come and see me. I love seeing them in my clinic. But my goal when they walk through the door is to have them leave feeling empowered, like they understand what's happening to them and like they know that they can move forward um, as normally, I'm putting that in air quotes, as possible or as normally as they would like to as long as they're willing to put in the effort to take care of themselves. And for some people, especially, um, I find um, cancer survivors who've been through numerous cancers or numerous surgeries or are just really struggling with brain fog and cognitive issues and all the other things, it can be so overwhelming because there really is a fair bit to do when you first get started with your uh, on your lymphedema treatment. But my goal as a therapist, when they walk through the door, and I'm sure for many therapists, is to make sure you feel better when you leave, to make sure you're informed as possible um, at, the, at a pace and, and sharing the information at a pace that's right for you. And then also making sure that when you leave my office, you feel empowered to do one more thing or just a little bit more each day to take care of yourself so you can really thrive. Because I believe we can all thrive with lymphedema once our condition is, has been diagnosed and it becomes stable after receiving some really good quality health care and education. Um, and then, of course, feeling empowered um, and informed to move forward. I think we can all thrive with our lymphedema. So in essence, what I believe is that once you as a patient, so we as patients are willing to work collaboratively with our caregivers, um, we can do really well and we can really thrive. That being said, I don't think being a lymphedema thriver, if we're gonna call it that, is, is a destination. I don't think it's a single thing you get to this mountaintop and then you just stop because of course we know lymphedema is chronic and progressive and you have to keep taking care of yourself over time. But also I think the mental game is something that we all have to work on and be aware of in that I know that today, as an almost 50-something-year-old woman, I've come so far as far as the shame that I had around having this condition um, and feeling different. But it's still with me to some degree, and it's still something I am working on shifting so I can be in a better place about it. And this is the point where I want to give thanks for the online lymphedema community, because when I talk about shame, body shame and wanting to feel normal and not wanting to be seen as different because of my lymphedema and hiding. Being a part of the online lymphedema community has taught me that, me personally, that hiding is not it. So whether you are overwhelmingly sad, super angry, frustrated, happy, glowing, showing up um, as you are on any given day, with garments showing, without garments showing, and taking up space as a lymphedema thriver, somebody living with lymphedema, whatever you call yourself, a lymphy is a okay and a beautiful thing. And because 
of seeing so many of you out there showing up however you are on any given day um, and doing it so fabulously, I feel more confident about showing up as me out here in the real world. And people see my garments, people don't see my garments and it's okay now, whereas a few decades ago, I would have been melting. But now like I'm, I talk about it more openly and as a therapist, I felt that way even like really. Um, the shame and the feeling of difference, I think can run deep for us as it can for people living with any kind of um, chronic issue. So now that I am steeped in the online lymphedema community and on out there every single day watching you, know that I'm learning from you and cheering you on. And I'm sure that I leave comments uh, and you guys know that, but I just want to say it here again. Um, thank you so much for showing up and being your big, bad, beautiful selves. Whether you're happy, sad, frustrated, angry, it uplifts all of us and lets us know that how we're feeling, what we're doing is a-okay, um, no matter where we are on the spectrum of in-your-face, bold and badass, lymphy, or a little more demure and putting our toe in the water and fighting off the sadness, uh, lymphy. It's all good and uh, we're all on our own paths and it's a beautiful spectrum and I'm so glad to be part of this community and I want to say thank you to all of you out there for um, showing me how to show up as my best self so that is it i think i've got a little rambly there so i'm gonna sign off now thank you so much for listening i love 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 this love speaking to you all please go out there and have awesome days take care of yourselves and if for any reason you want to get in touch with me you can find me online at at beast adopts and rmt on instagram and facebook so that's my Full name, Beast Dobson, and then RMT for Registered Massage Therapist. That's how you can find me there. I'm also on LinkedIn under my name. And I look forward to connecting with you all and um, seeing you out there on the webs. Take care. Have great days. Bye. Hey everybody, this is Betty just giving you a quick reminder about the NLN's conference this fall in Boston, October 1st through 4th. It's a hands-on lab-driven conference for lymphedema therapists. If you are interested, please go to the link on my website to register as soon as possible. I would love to see you there. I will be specifically presenting on pediatric lymphedema. I can't wait to see you and see all the other amazing presenters that are going to be at this conference. Mother Teresa says, loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is the most terrible poverty. This podcast is here for you to find friendship in a community on your journey with lymphedema. I hope you enjoyed learning more about Bisa Dobson, registered massage therapist and combined decongestive therapist from Toronto, Canada. Email me if you would like to share your story, lymphedemapodcast at gmail.com or visit the website to submit a topic, lymphedemapodcast.com.